There's a lot going on in the market. This is Saturday, March 7th uh, for Shrink Money Advice. So what am I doing during these interesting, volatile times? And what am, what am I going to do this week? Stay tuned. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I am doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. So regardless of how you're investing, you have to have been taking notice of what's happened during the past week or two where... According to many experts, we're now in a correction zone on stock markets in North America and other parts of the world. As I've discussed in previous podcasts, there's also a push to zero or negative interest rates. The Bank of Canada, as well as the United States, dropped interest rates this week by half a percentage. And the suggestion is they're going to drop another half a percentage. Um, And they indicate it's in response to the uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus, as we've talked about. And that's still sort of up in the air, but that's combined with uh, things happening in the United States as far as the election and who's going to be their representative for the Democrats and how that's going to work itself out. Caused a lot of uncertainty, and we know when there's uncertainty, uh, things start to happen. In this country, this past week in Canada, Warren Buffett pulled his funding for a pipeline of $4 billion, and he indicated it was because of uh, political uncertainties in Canada. So that's, again, hurtful to jobs and and other Canadians. So this is sort of where the climate is today. And so the question is, well, what did I do this week? Well, I've talked in previous podcasts about buying insurance and buying and in keeping cash. So I'm at 30% cash. I have 7.3% uh, of uh, insurance, as I call it, S-R-T-Y is the symbol. And that's a very risky sort of strategy. But what happens as the market drops a dollar, that product would go up a dollar. So it's a, it's leveraged against the the market. And also Hicks, H-I-X, I have just under 2% of that, of the total retirement account. And that's for um, the Canadian market. So as the Canadian market drops, it goes up one to one, not three to one. I've taken some of the profits from those... Um, instruments as the markets dropped incredibly and I was able to purchase more of a company called uh, Medical Services or DR.UN and this company it's going to be a either a, a great week or a painful week because they're announcing um, their earnings this week I, th- I believe it's uh, March 12th and they've done some restructuring um, the book value is well in excess of where it's trading now at three dollars and change uh, I've been buying it up and down and continue to do so. So I have 28% of the retirement account in that, which is way too high. I never recommend you do that with anything, but um, decided to go ahead and do that because I really believe in what they do. And I've, 
I've sort of drilled down. For me, it makes sense. For us, it makes sense. On the real estate side, you have to ask, well, there continues to be incredible demand for rental housing and also for uh, purchase. You, you find very little available that, you know, is reasonable um, and, and, and a reasonable return. So on the personal side, the look is to purchase a, a property that's income generating because of the tax benefits and also because of the cash flow benefits. We're looking at uh, GICs at 2% or less soon and probably around 1%, uh, if that, as rates continue to drop. So it, it, these are very uncertain times, but you have to think about the long term. You know, what, are, what is your long term planning? What, what do you want to do as you move into um, the next 10 years of your life, whether you're 20 or whether you're 60 or 70? One rather scary statistic that also came out this week, and there was an article in the Globe and Mail about the fact that your pension plan, uh, unless you're a federal employee, uh, isn't really guaranteed. So other than federal employees, um, all of the pension plans in our country pretty much, uh, even those run by teachers and um, you know municipal employees, OMERS I believe it's called, they're at a huge risk for discounting benefits to, to members or increasing uh, costs to those still working. And that's, that's really the only formula they have. Now, if you think about it for a minute, it makes a lot of sense because on the one hand, they have to chase yield. So they need anywhere from 7 to 8%, depending on who you listen to, to be able to pay people who need to have that income. So where are you going to generate that 7 or 8%? Uh, if bonds continue to drop, I believe the Canada 10-year was less than, uh, I believe it's 0.6% uh, on a 10-year bond, uh, which is significantly less than even um, minor inflation. Uh, so that's going to be an issue. Um, there are fewer people working, so the chance in, in government in the sense of being able to support. And, and what was fascinating to me is in the federal side, uh, federal workers, it wasn't until the year 2000 that the federal government started putting money aside for federal workers' retirement funds. So really what that means, it was like a Ponzi scheme. So the money that my dad's a retired, uh, was a retired federal uh, employee before he passed away, and now my mom uh, gets half of her, his pension. But that money didn't come from all the money he put into the plan when he was working, it came from, it, it now comes from people who are who were working currently. So there was never money there to pay for the retirements that were promised. It came from future investors. Now, when you think about that, or future, yeah, I guess investors. So when you think about that for a minute, that's the definition of a Ponzi scheme, where someone takes money from people for one purpose, to invest in, say, retirement, but uses that money for something else um, and doesn't have the money there to pay for the retirement as promised. Now, here's the bad news for all of us. It's guaranteed by taxpayers. So if for whatever reason there's a shortfall, um, we have guaranteed that as taxpayers forever for these employees. So that's something that you need to think about when it comes to our tax base. And now the government's even talking about two separate deficit statements. It's kind of like saying, oh, I've got a lot of credit card, Mr. Banker, but so what I'm going to do on that debt, I'm going to put that over here. So don't look at that credit card debt. Just look at my mortgage and, you know, the cost of my car and, you know, how I spend my money. But don't look at my credit card, which would be crazy. No one would do that. But in some ways, that's what the federal government's now floating out there, that they're going to have two deficit numbers. 
one with and one without the pension liability. So pensions are going to be an issue, particularly as longevity, people are going to live longer and hopefully healthier, and they're going to require a longer-term use of their pension plan. So that's another little piece that's sort of starting to come out as we look at uncertainty. Uh, it would just take one plan within the next year or two to have a problem in Canada where they couldn't pay the usual amount to their retirees and they, they ask for the retirees to um, you know accept the fact they're going to earn less or they turn to the current workers in that organization to take more from their monthly pay and you're going to see a re really significant sort of disruption uh, the message is and there's been a there's been some written about this in the United States uh, Robert Kiyosaki you may have read his book Rich Dad Poor Dad but he also just came out with a book on I believe the title is Who Stole Your Pension and it's based on all of the uh, forensic pension accounting and evaluation that's gone on in the United States where, where cities and states and different uh, public sector groups, uh, pension plans have gone bankrupt, and whether it's Detroit where the city went bankrupt or other places. And they talk about how that happened and what's coming in the future. And it's pretty scary. And they also mention, talk about Canada. They talk about uh, a group on the West Coast and other parts of our country where there's some issues with... Um, with pension viability. So what can you do? Well, I, I don't have a pension, so I'm, you know, I initially that was very scary. I can remember when I left uh, what I call the real world of work to start my own businesses and realize that I really have nothing um, when I get to be of retirement age, there, other than Canada Pension, which is very, you know, you can't live on that, or I guess later the old age pension. So on the one hand, it's scary, but on the other hand, it motivates you to take care of things so that you're, you're okay when you get older. And I think everyone needs to do that, regardless of what your pension plan may be or what you think your pension plan may be. It's, import, it's an important time to take stock of what you're going to do should you live a long and healthy life. So the part about this coming week, you know, what am I going to do? Well, not a lot. Um, probably um, spend some time outside. They're talking about great weather, so I'm going to spend some time out in a wildflower bee farm. And uh, tomorrow, apparently, our temperature is going to go well above 14, so hopefully a few of them will be flying around. And um, just really now that we've been set up for this in the retirement accounts with the cash and also the insurance, as I call it, to really not do anything for a while. Final thoughts on the virus. It seems that uh, when they tested some 200,000 people in South Korea, they found that the um, mortality rate was somewhat similar to the common flu, which obviously if you get it and you have a compromised immune system can, can terminate you or kill you. So it's a very serious issue. But the frequency of it happening is has been somewhat, you know, magnified, the, the, it seems, or the severity of it. Not when you get it, of course, but there seems to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who have this virus who haven't been going to the hospital or doctor because the symptoms are minor, if at all. So that's the news that I think I'm expecting to come out this week, that while there is a concern, it's not going to be at the level that's currently predicted. A couple other things that will happen probably soon. There'll be some announcement of a virus, uh, sorry, uh, uh, vaccine to help with the virus. And that probably will be coming out shortly. Um, what will happen on the negative side is we'll start to see the impact of this on the current economy. So there'll be some negative um, things happening. There's also a suggestion, as I said, of a, a decrease in interest rates, which will have a positive impact on real estate if you own property. But will probably make it even more difficult to purchase reasonable properties.
because there'll be a push for cash flow. So where are you going to go to get better than a one or half a percent return if the stock market looks scary and bonds are not providing or GICs, what are you going to do? And, and the most stable asset continues to appear to be a real estate. So I'm looking at that on the private side as well, and I'll talk more about that in future podcasts. So I guess if I have a suggestion of what I'm going to be doing this week, it's not a lot of looking at any of this stuff because it's it's uh, if you're prepared for it, you simply sit back and wait for it to occur. If there are opportunities in some of the real estate stocks that I've recommended that I'm doing in the past, um, I may take another nibble at those. But for the for the first uh, part of the week, I'm going to wait to hear what uh, medical services talks about dr.un and see if uh, there's some opportunities there to take profits or if it's bad news, uh, purchase more stock. I'm Henry Speck for Shrink Money Advice. Look forward to speaking with you again next time. So go for a run, stay healthy, keep exercising eat healthy, and I look forward to speaking with you again next time. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 